0: Hello, friend. How are you? Me? I'm doing great. I've got a nice hot cup of coffee ready to go. Five songs and stories for you. As always, this is Songs and Stories, Supplemental Jazz Edition, part 65. Can't believe I'm 65 stories in, 65 volumes in, or parts, I guess you could say, because the volumetric series is part of the original Songs and Stories, which... I am behind on right now. I need to get back to it and and do some more recording there. And I will get to that very soon. But uh, for today, it's going to be all about the jazz. I'm going to start things off with a track from the late, great Hank Mobley. This is um, from the remastered uh, album, Soul Station the Rudy Van Gelder remastered edition from 1999 this is the late great Hank Mobley with dig dis <laughs> No station now that album was recorded on um was it february 7th 1960 and it was released live to the world in october of that year pretty spectacular of course that was recorded at the uh, van gelder studios in englewood cliffs new jersey on february 7th 1960 released in early october of 1960 Clocking in at 37 minutes and 23 seconds on the Blue Note label, produced by Blue Note label founder, Alfred Lyon. Now, that's uh, recorded in the hard bop style, of course, and it's featuring uh, additional musicians Art Blakey, Wynton Kelly, and Paul Chambers. Now, they'd all been together in the Jazz Messengers and in the Miles Davis Quintet at one point in time. Of course... Sad end to his life. The last few years of Hank's life were uh, not exactly what you would call stellar. He had become addicted to heroin in the 50s and 60s and was imprisoned in 1958. He struggled throughout the 60s with drug addiction, and unfortunately, it took a major toll on his life. He was also a very heavy smoker, and he died of pneumonia, but he was also, at the time, in 1986, suffering from lung cancer at the tender age of 55. Since I recently turned 54, I don't see 55 as very old. Sad story to uh, the end of a great career of a great musician, Mr. Hank Mobley. Henry Hank Mobley. Originally hailed he from Eastman, Georgia, but was raised in Elizabeth, New Jersey, which is uh, very close to Newark. Okay, I'm going to move it along. Uh, and and, and the next artist I'm going to feature here is um, well he's relatively young he was born in 1980 so he's 42 years of age he's uh, from Sweden hails hails from Sweden and he just released this album um, in in just a few weeks ago I don't have the exact release date on it but it's from the record Visitor this is Carl Baggy. enjoy this lovely piece of music Thank mm-hmm. you. most recently released album, Visitor. Great, great record, great recording from a gentleman who has been a sideman, supporting musician for the better part of his 20 plus years as a recording artist. This is his very first venture as a band leader. And uh, he quotes, this is his direct quote I have to read to you, there is so much music spinning in my head both what I have carrying within me since childhood and also things I have recently picked up. With my compositions for this album, I wanted to process this inspiration quite directly and without thinking so much about what it would become. As a result, I wrote these songs, some dedicated directly to musicians or composers who have made a deep impression on me, such as the Brazilian Hermeto Pascal, Arthur Honegger, who was an early 20th century composer, trumpeter Roy Hargrove, pianist Kenny Kirkland, to mention a few. Other compositions are freely dedicated to a certain place or stage in my life. On piano, of course, is Carl Baggie. Uh, Tenor saxophone is by Magnus Lindbergh. Martin Hopper is on the bass. And Adam Ross is the trumpet player. Quite the record for uh, quite a a very good first effort, I would personally say, uh, for for a gentleman who has, like I said, been on the scene for 20-plus years, but has only just finally decided to to venture out on his own as a band leader, which I'm sure to to any musician can be a little bit of a daunting task. When you're the leader, everybody expects to uh, see what you can do, take them to places they haven't been before, go on a bit of a musical adventure, and hopefully you can find the place you're looking for and reach the destination intact. Now, for those of you who are listening at home on, uh, on the MP3 format via a podcast, thought I'd let you know that this is also available on Twitch. I do Twitch stream this show from time to time, and I'm going to do it a little bit more regularly. uh, I've got a better setup now, so so doing it is is pretty easy for me these days. I just have to remember to do it. Not much to see, really, uh, other than a a bald, 54-year-old, slightly bearded uh, man with headphones on speaking into a microphone. But if you are interested, you can see how the sausage is made. The Twitch stream is, um... uh, It's Polly's World, I believe. Is that what it is? I... Yeah... Let me just check my channel page here. Let's see. Um I think it's Polly's World. I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, it's just Polly's World. You can find me on Twitch if you're interested at all. I don't um I don't I don't spend a lot of time on Twitch. Uh, I probably should start doing a little bit more because there is an audience there as well, and, and ultimately you want to get this out to as many people as possible. I will uh, be live-streaming some ASMR stuff later on my YouTube channel for those of you who are interested. Some are, some aren't. Either way, time for me to get back to the music. I want to play this composition, and I'm going to, because it's my show, and I decide what gets played. (laughs) This was recently recorded by a gentleman who I was lucky enough to see just a few weeks ago here in Ottawa, Canada's capital, at the... uh, Ottawa International Jazz Fest, the 84-year-old talented saxophonist and a flautist, Mr. Charles Lloyd, along with Bill Frizzler and Thomas Morgan. This is Beyond Darkness. This is a live recording from the album Trios Chapel. <laughs> record made a mistake there my apologies that record was recorded in uh, at the trio at the um, sorry <laughs> coach chapel in san antonio texas in december of 2018 uh, a live recording of course and i, I understand that uh, when he went to the chapel that was the inaugural recording by the oh. inaugural performance in in coach chapel which is now a, a concert hall and Apparently, uh, Sir Charles, as I like to refer to him, even though that's not a title that is an actual thing for him, but Sir Charles uh, knew in advance that the acoustic properties of that chapel would prevent um, drums or any type of percussion for that matter, so it's uh, merely guitar, bass, and alternating between flute and sax. Of course, Sir Charles playing the flute on that one. Now, I did, like I said, I did see him a few weeks back in uh, late June, just before Canada Day. A week before Canada Day, actually. I was very lucky to see him perform live. Uh, Opening act for him was the uh, Holly Cole Trio, although they were a quartet at that particular performance, so just Holly Cole. And she put on a spectacular show, as always. But uh, Sir Charles, at the age of 84, is not showing any signs of slowing down whatsoever. Last year's album, Tone Poem, which I've featured a few tracks on this particular program from time to time, because it's a great record from start to finish. Absolutely brilliant record. You should check it out if you have the chance. I like Sir Charles for a lot of reasons. I like his style. I like uh, his his playing. I like the fact that he is literally a living legend. And he always wears a toque, eh? Or as my American friends would say, a knitted hat. Some people call it a beanie, trust me. It's never to be called a beanie. A beanie is never a toque, and a toque is never a beanie. That's not just for Canadians, that's for people all over the world. A beanie is a different style of hat altogether. So please refrain from calling a toque a beanie. And that's all the scolding you'll ever get from me on this show. Well, at least in regards to headwear. I wear toques a lot in the winter because I'm bald and it gets cold. And in the summer, I'm always wearing a hat to keep from getting burned. I think there's about a two-week window in the spring and a two-week window in the fall when I can go hat-free. But when you're always wearing a hat, you kind of feel naked without one. Not that I'm ashamed, I mean I'm doing the show bald headed. I don't have a problem with it. Wish I had a full head of hair, but you know <laughs> Life is not always fair now, is it? Unlike Sir Charles, who at eighty-four years of age has a full head of hair and likes to wear a toque. Of course, featured on that is uh, Trevor Morgan along with or sorry, Thomas Morgan, along with the great Bill Frizzle, who is a spectacular guitarist. And at 74, he's shown no signs signs of slowing down either. Now, trios is um, three albums. It's a three album um, configuration configuration setup. He's, Charles is releasing three albums, uh, so a trio of albums featuring trios. Each trio will be different. This, of course, is the first uh, from the album um, Chapel Live. Okay i'm beginning to babble as sometimes i i often do i don't mean to but you know sometimes i just go off on a bit of a tangent and let's face it um lots of things need to be said (laughs) okay why don't we just get right back to the music because that's what you came here for so this next uh composition is by carl martin almquist and the modern jazz quartet The quartet, yes, the modern jazz quartet. This is O D. jazz trio released um my goodness just a couple of weeks ago from the recent album carl martinovcus meets the modern jazz trio that is o d i don't know if he is referring to something from the Swedish language if it means something in swedish that it doesn't meet in mean in english or if it means the same thing in english that it doesn't switch. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what his rationale for that title is. Now, Karl Martin is um, hes my age, 54, born in Karlstad, Sweden. And at the age of nine, he asked his parents for a saxophone. And basically, he's not put it down since. So, He studied, um, studied at the musical college in the south of Sweden and continued his studies at the Conservatory of Music in Malmö. I have to read this because it's... I always have my notes off to the side here, and sometimes I can get a little bit lost in them. He um, he's been playing uh, throughout Sweden, and he moved to New York City. I guess uh, I don't uh, I don't have a date and time, but I guess a few years after playing in in Sweden, he moved to New York, where he continued to study at the Manns College of Music, and uh, well, he's played in and around New York City at uh, clubs for ever since. I guess since about nineteen. 19- throughout the 1990s and then in 1998 he moved back to Sweden where he lives in Stockholm and he's played with a who's who of of uh, Scandinavian jazz I guess from 2003 to 2009 he was the um, featured guest at Jazz Baltica one of the major German festivals and, and performed uh, in a project with Pat Metheny the uh, brilliant jazz guitarist Pat Metheny who some people love some people not so much Pat does a lot of uh, fusion-style work, so it's not necessarily for everyone, but th- that's okay. The thing about jazz is that there's there's something for everyone. You might have to look real hard to find it sometimes. Karl Martin Holmquist and the Modern Jazz Trio, uh, a band of, of merry uh, Swedish jazz musicians. I like it. I thought that was a very nice smooth, relaxing piece. What'd you think? Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to feature an artist I have played once before in the past. Um, I'm not even sure at what show. It was quite early. This this particular track I never featured at the time, and I, I, I quite like it. From the album Blacks and Blues. And this is Bobby Humphrey with Harlem River Drive. I really like this piece. I hope you like it too. recorded between June 6th, 7th, and 8th of 1973 and released that same year. Uh, That is Bobby Humphrey with Harlem River Drive. Now, Bobby Humphrey had been on the scene for a number of years and was signed. uh, She was 21 at the time when she signed her first uh, contract with Blue Note and she was the first female instrumentalist to ever sign with Blue Note, so a bit of a trendsetter. It was 51 years ago now. She graduated from high school in Dallas, Texas in 1968. So she was a bit of a jazz um, prodigy at a very young age. She joined uh, the final band of of the late great trumpeter trumpeter Lee Morgan and uh, was featured on his final studio album titled The Last Session, recorded uh, just before he was murdered sadly. It was released in 1972. It had been recorded in September uh, 17th and 18th of 1971 at the Van Gilder Studio in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey. Post-bop style. It's a great record. You should should have a listen to it. But Blacks and Blues was definitely Bobby's biggest record to date. And, well, it's absolutely influential. Jazz fusion, soul jazz, a little bit of uh, R&B in there. Kind of everything, but such a very upbeat jazz composition that I thought I'd feature it today to just end off the show on a a very high note. I think the only thing missing from that to to make it a truly 1970s-style recording would be scratch guitar. I mean, it had everything else in it. Kind of set the tone for the 70s, I think. 1973. And thereafter, we had styles like Isaac Hayes and... um. The late, great Marvin Gaye. Some wonderful music from that era. Jazz especially. Pharoah Sanders. I was just coming off the top of my head right now. and I'm only on my second cup of coffee, so I'm not as sharp as I normally am. I, I, I need to get the full cup into me, you know? Oh, that is wonderful. Now, she had debuted that record uh, playing live at the Montreux Jazz Festival in uh, Montreux. Switzerland, on uh, the Lake Geneva shorelines. Yes, I know I stole a line from Deep Purple, but it's true. And I've been there, to Montreux, a couple of times, actually. Beautiful part of the country. If you ever get a chance to to visit Switzerland, I I recommend you do. But bring your wallet, because it is not an inexpensive place to go. Now, Bobby Humphrey's... uh, Bobby Humphrey, sorry. Barbara Ann, a.k.a. Bobby Humphrey... So she's been uh, featured as a recording artist since 1971 and has a band, been a band leader on about 20 albums and was also featured, the featured flautist on the 1976 Stevie Wonder album Songs in the Key of Life. I have that, uh, double vinyl album. Great record. You should pick it up as well because well, Stevie just features a little bit of everything, full funk, soul, jazz. Yeah. Now that record, "Blacks and Blues," by the way, if if you think, you know that that sounds familiar to me, but I can't quite place it, like the flout sample. Well, her work, and especially from that album, has been featured by, and I got to read the list here: Eric B and Rakim, Grand Poobah, Diggable Planets, love Diggable Planets, Mob Deep, Ludacris, Ice Tea, and in two thousand and two. Common invited her to play in his album, Electric Circus. So the hip-hop, the old-school hip-hop, that is, very much fell in love with Bobby Humphreys and her magnificent flout, flute, flouting capabilities. I don't know how you would qualify that. Some days I'm just not 100% there. You know how that can be, right? Okay, my friends, I am going to bid you adieu because we have reached the end of today's program and I do have other things I need to take care of today. But I do promise you I will be back again very, very soon with another Jazz Songs and Stories feature for you. Until we meet again, feel free to check out the Twitch stream. Just look up Polly's World. I'll keep the link up. And you can uh, see how the sausage is made. All right, you take care. Bye.